Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. And this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Megan Fairchild, author of The Ballerina Mindset. She's here to join us right now. Hi. All right, I have you. Good morning and congratulations on your book. Thank you. I want to dive in to ask you, is, was this book a long time coming? It started in 2017, but I never before that ever imagined that I would decide to specialize enough on any topic to write a book. So um, <laughs> it, it started out very, you know, innocently. I had, a, I had an advice-based podcast for young dancers and their moms called Ask Megan. Okay. And an editor at Penguin was using my advice to help her run a marathon. And so she let me know on Instagram, and she was like, I think we have a book here. Your advice is really universal. Yes. So we met together and fleshed out 10 life lessons from my career as a ballet dancer, but they're really universal. So that's kind of been the whole um, goal from the outset. They are, really, and especially now, Megan, because, you know, so many people are facing anxiety and physical health issues, and you, your chapters are great. Managing stress, I've kind of flagged all this stuff, handling feedback, um, let's talk about stress because so many people mm-hmm. are experiencing all different levels of, of stress. How do we gain control when our stress levels are, you know, at their peak? I think you said control is a key word here. Like stress happens also when we're not in control of how a situation is going to pan out. And mm-hmm. for me, I learned how to meditate, you know, like you don't, you're yes. not necessarily in charge of everything that's going to happen to you, but if you're able to deal with your you know, energy levels and keep yourself like in a good headspace, then you can handle whatever comes your way. So I, I learned halfway through my career, I learned how to meditate. I do transcendental meditation. Ooh. And for me on, yeah, um, for me on rough days, I try to do it before every performance for sure. I'm a mom of three. So my time to meditate has been slowly whittled away. <laughs> but when I'm at yeah. the theater before a show, I always meditate. And on an extra stressful day, I'll, I'll just tell my husband, I need some time. And he does it too. We'll, we'll just each take 20 minutes and go into another room and, I love that. and just reset ourselves. So, so that's how I do it. But it could be, you know, different for everybody. Yeah. It's, it's mostly acknowledging that you need to take some time for yourself, right? And yes. step away and get some perspective. You know, I'm going to share something with you, and then we're going to dive into your book. But I find that when I play tennis, and I just got back into it about six months ago, I have like this negative self-talk, or if I hit the ball mm-hmm. really lousy, I, I start sabotaging myself. And then I say, just breathe. Just just breathe yeah. and have a good time and stop judging. Yeah. Yeah. Harder to do than, oh, you know. so hard. So hard. Yeah. So anxiety, this is a big chapter in the book, facing anxiety. Um, was it hard for you to just kind of fess up to all these things or you just felt like, I got to share this? No, you know, I'm a very open book with anybody that talks to me on a personal level or even when I teach mm-hmm. at our school, um, at the School of American Ballet. I'm still, my students would tell you, I, I am a very open book about my experiences. So it's more just on a public level now, you know. It's not something that it's like, oh, ripping the bandaid off and letting everyone know that, sure. you know, this has, you know, this has its negative aspects of it. This career, it's it's something that I would always be open to, but now I'm just able to share it with a wider audience. I think it's great. I I want to just uh, jump in here and tell listeners uh, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Megan Fairchild. She's written this great book, The Ballerina Mindset: How to Protect Your Mental Health While Striving for Excellence. 
You are a principal dancer with the New York City Ballet, and you moved from Utah to New York City at the age of 16 to study ballet full-time, and you were offered an apprenticeship with New York City Ballet and then promoted to principal the highest rank just three years later. What was that experience like? It was really traumatic, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I just had barely arrived, and, and I wasn't, like, super, like, needy, like, ambitious, like, put me in the front of the room. Um, I, I've always, like, stood in the back of company class, and, like, I, I was kind of looking forward to a couple years where I just got to, like, get my feet wet, and instead I was, like, thrust into the front of the stage and Whoa. had this literal spotlight on me. Yes. So that was just something to get used to. I didn't even have the desire yet to be up there, and then I was in those roles already. So it took a lot of, you know, digging deep and, and trying to find confidence when I felt that I didn't have any. It was quite a process and lots of tears, honestly. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. So I want to dive into the book. Uh, how is this different from other books out there, you know, people that are creative and, you know, athletic? and Tell, tell me about it. The, each chapter has its own little topic that I speak to, and it's an experience, a specific experience I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that everyone's approaching all of the subjects that I talk about. I talk about weight and getting a fat talk and how I learned to have a healthy relationship with food. Okay. I talk about handling negative feedback. For me, it was very public with the head critic from the art critic from the New York Times, like giving me bad reviews for years and me feeling like I don't want to dance anymore. How did I overcome that? Yes. You know, so it's a really wide variety, but I think things that everybody can uh, relate to in whatever job that they're in. Um, And, you know, in the end, I have just learned how to keep my head down and focus on me and, and try to, you know, know, like, piece out mm-hmm. my fullest potential and not worry about all of the noise around me. I think it's great. And it, you're, you're doing so, so much. I want to share this with listeners. You, you <laughs> published this book during the holiday season. You're performing in the New York City Ballet's Nutcrack- The Nutcracker. You have three children, and you're completing <laughs> your MBA at the Stern School of Business, NYU. Is there anything else yep. you're doing? <laughs> wow. I, I'm also teaching at the School of American Ballet. I teach every Friday. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it sounds like a lot, but, like, it fills at you this up. point in my career, I, I don't have rehearsals all day long, right? Sure. So there's a lot of time where I can do homework or, you know, take a kid to the doctor or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't sound as intense as it is. And I'm truly just doing all the things that I want to do. Yeah. That's part of it is like, you know, finding your passion. It's not work. It's, it's just play. Definitely. I mean, I feel like you have a lot of purpose and meaning in your life and creativity. Yeah. Yeah. And then what a joy that is, especially after the pandemic where we as performers didn't get to do that. You know, I will only forever be grateful to step on the stage. Like, especially now I'm like, I don't get nervous anymore. I'm just so happy to get out there. (laughs) I bet. I bet you're just ready to go. Yeah. So what else would you like people to know about your book? Also, that we didn't touch on yet, is mm-hmm. that, and I think it's, it's healthy for people to know this, that at, towards the end of the book, I talk about how to be well-rounded as, as a human being. And so you can be incredibly devoted to a specific pursuit, yes. and, and one as intense as ballet, but there's also more aspects to you as a human being. And actually, to be your best artist, as a, and, and, and be your best dancer, having a life outside of the walls of that theater are really, is really important in making sure that you're your 
fulfilling your greatest potential on that stage. So a lot of the book is dedicated to just being well-rounded, not putting all your eggs in one basket, making sure that you have other things that inspire you. Because just like we saw during the pandemic, they can be taken away from you in in a flash. And are there there has to be other things that speak to you, and you, and you need to give them time, too, in your life, even if you are doing something as intense as dancing professionally. So I think that's important for everybody to stay well-rounded, and, and that sets you up for success when, okay, this isn't working right now. I'm going to go down this path. Yes. I, I, I once got the advice of have a full life. I never forgot that statement. Yeah. That's, how I, that's what I feel I'm doing. When you say I have all these busy things, I just feel like I'm really living, you know? Yes. It, it definitely shows. I think it's wonderful. Thank I mean, you. It really comes down to, Megan, you're taking care of your mental, physical, emotional, emotional and spiritual health. Absolutely. You know? I fully agree. Okay, I want to touch on this last chapter. I think it's the last chapter. Resting and taking time off. I love what you said here. Sometimes the daring act of stepping away by choice can make you even better than if you never left. Yeah. It's just something I've learned from experience. So most ballet dancers, they, you know, been doing this since they were, you know, you really start focusing at 12 really intensely in ballet and, and they never stop. And I, I stepped away to do a Broadway show once, which is kind of like a scary thing because people think, oh, you're going to lose your technique. And I came back and I remember after my first show back, my boss was like, oh, wow, you're still a ballerina. And I'm like, Always a ballerina. I'm not going to be anything different. And then I also stepped away to have children. So um, each time I returned kind of with more success. And I think it's just because I listened to what my heart was telling me to do. And I, I, you know, really, you know, lived my full life. And I didn't feel that I had to, like, restrict myself in any way. And, And when you're happy, you do your best. Yes. Well, you definitely you know, inspire people with your positivity. And I think it's wonderful. I want to mention, I saw a video, I think it was March 2020, of you giving an intermediate advanced ballet lesson mm. that people could just watch from their homes. Yeah, that's what was kind of fun about the pandemic is I just felt like I needed to put some content out there that people could grab while we weren't able to perform. So I did some classes on my YouTube channel. And I also started this Conversations with Megan, which was is me talking to other people in my field about, you know, being a dancer and, and what it takes. So it's kind of fun to see some behind-the-scenes conversations. Amazing. And I, I saw a clip of rehearsal for a Miss Turnstiles in the, the Broadway musical uh-huh. on the town in 2014. <laughs> Any chance we're going to see you back on Broadway? I would hope. You know, it was kind of the perfect opportunity because my character didn't have to sing well. Okay. So, you know, I did make a real effort, but like, you know, I was really just there as a dancer, so it would have to be a special type of role where the singing was very limited or non-essential. <laughs> You're so funny. I love it. <laughs> well, where can people find out more about you, Megan? You know, I mostly just have time to focus on my Instagram right now. So, okay. like, my website's not even up to date as, you know, a mom of three kids is, would probably <laughs> be. be. So I, I update my Instagram, though, okay. weekly. It's mfairchild17. Fantastic. Well, congratulations. I really enjoyed the book. Uh, It's out now, The Ballerina Mindset, How to Protect Your Mental Health While Striving for Excellence. Megan Fairchild, thanks so much for calling in. Thank you. Happy holidays. You too. Take care. If you missed any part of this conversation with Megan, uh, her bio and all this other information about her book is on the show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. 
Okay, up next, I had a chance to speak with Poppy Harlow, Emmy-nominated CNN news anchor, and she shared her Christmas classic with lots of heart, The Biggest Little Boy, a Christmas story. It's absolutely adorable. You can, at another time if you like, you can uh, watch the video of our conversation again that's on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And right now I'm going to share our conversation. Enjoy. Enjoy. 